Greetings, this is J.R. Dickey. Thanks for tuning in to our podcast. And by the way, don't forget our website, graceandtruth.net. I hope you're having a great day, but if not, hang with me. It's about to get better. Okay, today we're going to talk about the society all around us and what's going on. I call it, Are You Ready? Let's get started. Upon reaching the land of promise, about two years from the time they were delivered from Egypt, the host of Israel, still very young in their experience with the great I Am, failed a crucial test of faith. They shrank away in fear, cowering before the concept of taking the land, the promised land. You see, they had learned the talk, saying, all that the Lord says we will do. But the walk was an altogether stumbling. You remember the story of how the ten spies back there in Exodus were sent into the land to scope it out. But the report they came back with was one of catastrophic cowardice. Only Joshua and Caleb among them said, We can do it! And so for the next 38 years, they wandered in a wilderness wasteland. It was a time in which the old died, and the new people that emerged were honed by the hard times, developed by the difficulties, and thus ready to run to the battle. Now Moses couldn't lead them in. Moses, you see, as a symbol, represented the law. And for those of us who have wandered, you know the law only exposes the nature, the ugly nature of self. It took Joshua, the one whose name and leadership represented Jesus, to lead Israel out of that self-oriented wasteland symbolically, crossing the Jordan River on dry ground and into the conquest of the land promised by God to Abraham Isaac and Jacob, and the same is true today. The prophetic symbolism in this story is powerful. For the dead religion of today, having merged with the value system of the surrounding world at large, has fostered a generation of me-oriented wanderers, just like the Hebrews in the desert. It wasn't that long ago that Jesus' people, the Jesus revolution, they called it, emerged from Egypt, so to speak, perhaps a generation or so. But they never truly took the land spiritually. Instead, they fostered a celebrity-oriented, lukewarm, compromised Christianity. I'll call it churchianity. What started out radically different died out, conforming to the pattern of the previous piety, and ultimately left Jesus outside. Many congregations are simply now social clubs designed and managed to entertain. But now, here on the east side of Jordan, so to speak, is a final opportunity for God's people to forsake the religious wasteland of the last generation and to selflessly follow Jesus. Allow me to illustrate. I was scared stiff, entering into the total darkness 
of the Space Mountain Ride. Maybe you've taken it. My little boy and I were not yet securely strapped in when the car jolted downward in a near free fall. I held desperately on to him. He was crying because he sensed the danger, and I was really freaked because I couldn't see to fix his strap, and my own was way too loose as well. Every twist and turn in that darkness was without warning, and under other circumstances would have been fun. This, however, was sheer torture, and when it was finally over, we both were white as ghosts and worn out by the terror of the seemingly endless series of near-death experiences. So here's the lesson. Darkness and a loose grip are indeed a grim pair. Unfortunately, that is indeed the state of the world and the church now in our times. Of course, a good deal of the world has always been in darkness, but even where the light of the gospel has for millennia transformed what were pagan societies into caring cultures, advancing in arts, sciences, law, and such, we witness every day more evidence of societal demise as people have turned away from the light. What the Bible prophetically terms as Babylon in the book of Revelation represents the worldwide congregation of the rebellious against God. And today, its leaders are introducing darkness into every nook and cranny of our societies. Personally, I'm convinced that they will continue to reject redemption. There's no saving the Babylonians, if you would, now. God is entirely justified in judging them, and as sure as the sun rises, that judgment is on its way. All around us, deception is the new norm. Evil is being promoted as good, and good is evil. Sexual perversion is not only tolerated, but extolled by the leaders of the nations, political, judicial, and otherwise. Murder is glorified in our entertainment. Moral conduct is routinely mocked in almost every venue, from schools to business to media, and our politicians are ripping off our societies and laughing that we were stupid enough to put them in the position to do so. Every media message is ultimately polluted. There's no saving Babylon now. Like the Titanic, it's sinking fast, and rearranging the deck chairs is absurd. Now, while there remain many people who will, I'll call it, abandon ship and still respond to the life of Christ's light, our societies as a whole are in the stench of rigor mortis. So what hope remains? What are we as believers to do? Do we stick our head in the sand and pretend everything will be all right? Definitely not. Definitely not. Christ said that the person whom he finds feeding his sheep, when he returns, will be blessed. He also said to hold fast to what we have. 
that is our faith in his grace, we must recognize the nature of the warfare to which we are called. It's spiritual, folks, not fleshly, and do the first works. We must be sure of our own salvation and with regards to the world, live defiantly free from its entanglements. The true church has always been the community of the faithful to Christ. It has never been Catholic or Protestant, Baptist or Brethren, Calvary or Calvinist. There's one bride of Christ, period. These are the last days, and last days' lies are being aimed at the bride. The church cannot save anyone, folks, anyone through politics or law or entertainment. The church cannot save anyone, period, frankly. Salvation comes when the church is engaged in lifting up the light of Christ, pointing people to the one who does save, Jesus Christ. Unfortunately, the world is swirling around and down the toilet path to hell. And sad to say, some of the contemporary church is in danger of going with it. The Lord's call is as emphatic as ever. Come out from among them and be separate. Separate from the world, its lies and lusts, its parades and passions, its call to self-gratification. One of the problems with the last day's church, as explained by Jesus in Revelation chapter 3, is blindness. Absent the light of the scripture and spiritual discernment, this Laodicean church has a false sense of needing nothing. It is entirely susceptible to deception. And as a consequence, some people associated with it may end up following a false messiah into the lake of fire. Don't you be one of them. Make the break and head for the high ground now. Lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us. Christ will be with you and care for you. Live entirely for him, entirely. This is the balm that clears our vision and how we do battle against Babylon. Now may the Lord grant you peace in the midst of any storm and faith to trust him. Look for our next podcast and may you realize more of his grace today.